the comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Thank you, Emily. It's a Monday here on The View from a Pew, and we thank you for joining us. My co-host, Pastor Delm R. Austin, is in the house, and for the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about one of the most decisive things in church. And no, it's it's not race. It's, it's not standing or kneeling. It's not uh, baptism, sprinkle, or dunk. It's music. Music is inspiring to so many people. Me, I mean, I love music, and and we're kind of from the same genre. We were talking earlier, and we've got some differences. Um, I can name a hymn, and you can't name a Mercy Me song. So <laughs> I don't know. You know, stand up for stand, stand up for Jesus. They're going to play that at my funeral. Well, that's Seriously. a good hymn to use. There are so many great hymns, and we're going yeah. to talk about this in the next couple of weeks, but uh, there's so many great traditional hymns. But the spectrum of religious music is so much wider than that. It's uh, so much bigger, and so that, that's what we want to talk about because music is important to people. It is report, important to religious people. It's re- important to the whole world. And uh, so what happens in, in church, what happens in religious life, I think is very important. We think about it, and we realize the fact that the Bible has a lot to say oh, about, yeah. about music. Yeah, and that's how I can't understand sometimes when different denominations or different pastors or different churches just want to play down the music. And, and drums seem to be the biggest problem. Yes. And yet bongos have been around since the beginning of the letter B. But anyway, we'll talk about that. Well, I brought my tambourine today. I see today. you brought that. I'm so excited. Well, you gave me a lead-in for that because uh, even though there's some controversy, of course, over drums, uh, the people of God who have uh, played music, practiced music, have always had instruments of rhythm. <laughs> and that's what a drum is. That's what percussion is all about is getting rhythm going. And uh, so even though drums may be uh, still uh, concerning to some people here today, uh, percussion and, and rhythm is very important to the whole picture of music. Now, will we find at some point here in the next couple of weeks that we'll talk about percussion in particular, or is this a good time to talk about it or what? Well, let's let's hold it for now right. and talk about it. And I was explaining earlier to you, Mac, about the way that I see music. I see music as very important. People really are affected by music, um, but there's always controversy about it in the church. Well, you you said a great line. They're affected by it. Yes, that could mean they're offended, or they're they're they're. Um... What's the word I want? They're blessed by it. Yeah. So everybody at some way or another is somehow um, um, affected by the music. Well, one of the things I think about music is that there are certain styles that people are attracted to. 
they like a certain kind of music, probably because they grew up with that kind of music. And when they hear other forms of music, uh, it's very distracting. It, It is something that they just don't handle well. And to me, that's very similar to the art world. There are, there are certain oh, styles yeah. of art that I like. There's some styles that I don't like as much. But I have a fairly open mind about art artwork because sometimes uh, certain artwork uh, affects people in different ways than others. And the, and the same is true of music. Music is very different. You look across the spectrum of music, and you see all kinds of different styles of music well, they, that have been formed all the way through the history of the world. It seems like we have become less offended by different musical styles than perhaps the generations before us. And I think of Elvis Presley. Yes. That when he was on the Ed Sullivan show, they could not show anything down below the waist because he moved his pelvis. Yes. Elvis and his pelvis (laughs) moved a lot. And, And a lot of people found it... Very offensive, especially uh, moms and dads and even older than that. But it doesn't seem nowadays, especially in the world of gospel music or church music, that we're really not offended as much as perhaps we used to be. Well, I hope that is the case. Not that there are not some limits. You know, we don't want religious music that actually moves our feelings and emotions away from God. We want to be drawn closer to him, and music has a a role in doing that. But there are many different styles, and I think as we talk together over the couple of weeks, we'll we'll bring that out, and we'll talk about the importance of of recognizing different styles and how people are affected in different ways. My name is Mac McCoy. That's Pastor Delmar Austin, and this is the View from a Pew, a weekly uh, radio and online content talking about theology. And uh, uh, we have a saying around here that if two people always agree, one of us isn't necessary. And I think that's why Delmar and I make a pretty good team, because we're in the same camp as Jesus is our hero. He's our Lord and Savior. Amen. Uh, amen. But beyond that, we have different ways of, of worshiping. And so this next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about music. We always uh, want to hear from you. You can email me at Mac, M-A-C, like macaroni, at The View from a pew, and we'd love to hear from you. So where are we going to start out on music for this two-week session? Well, let's start in Revelation chapter 14. It's an introduction uh, to a scene that uh, where people are gathered together in heaven. There's no question. They're gathered together in heaven at the end of time. And, and this is, again, it's a symbolic picture, which we find in Revelation a lot, uh, a symbolic picture of what things will be like when finally the plan of salvation is reached full fruition and those that are saved are there gathered together. And, and let me read it from uh, Revelation 14, 1 through 3. Then I looked, and behold... A lamb standing on Mount Zion. No question there who that's talking about. 
and with him 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads. These are those that are saved at the end times, and they are gathered together with Jesus on Mount Zion. Verse 2, And I heard the voice from heaven like the voice of many waters and the voice of loud thunder, and I heard the voice of harpists playing their harps. Interesting, musical instruments. Verse 3, They sang, as it were, a new song before the throne before the four living creatures and the elders, and no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. Now, if you look in Revelation chapter 7, you'll also see that these, this 144,000 group are those that came out of tribulation. Right. So they went through the tribulation on this earth, though the very most difficult uh, period of time before the return of Jesus, and then now they are in heaven, and they are enjoying the benefits of heaven, and they are doing what? They are singing a new song, and this new song is about the experience that they have just gone through. They have just gone through this experience that was so difficult that really tested their their trust in God, their faith in him, but God brings them through that, and now they are just rejoicing for what he has done. Now, you mentioned something about angels and playing harps on clouds. Uh, Is that a biblical scene, a theological scene, or is that just kind of a legendary well, it says it right here. I heard the sounds of harpists playing the harps. Doesn't doesn't specify angels there. Doesn't mean it wasn't angels, though, right. just because it doesn't specify it. But there were harps played in heaven. Now, again, it's a it's a symbolic picture. So we don't have to worry so much about all the literalism here, but it's a musical instrument. And the redeemed yeah. are playing song are, are, are singing songs, right? Okay, there's music in heaven, and it has to do with this experience. And the new song is about what God did to bring them through this this time of tribulation at the end of time. But also, salvation now has been completed in their life. They have they've not only been saved by their faith in Jesus from the start, but now they've gone through one of the hardest experiences on earth, and they are in they have been redeemed from heaven and all those things are in the past and so singing a new song is about that completed process of salvation in their lives so so the what i'm saying is the bible puts a very high value upon music music is an expression of what god has done it is our joy our thanks but it comes out in in forms of music and that's what that's the way it should be happening here in this world too i'm mac mccoy my co-host is delmar austin pastor delmar austin and we're talking uh this week and probably beyond a little this week about the music in the church would love to have your input Uh, you can email us at mac mac at the view from up dot com and we'd love to hear from you you know, I have a friend of mine here in town who comes on the radio every once in a while, and I've been to his church several times, no musical instruments. Now, they have a choir leader, yes, and that person leads people in song, right? so they sing, and they're pretty darn good at it, mm-hmm. but they have no instruments for whatever reason, and I, I, I had never seen that before. 
I, I wouldn't uh, know why that would be the case for that particular church. However, there are some Christians who believe that um, musical instruments were not mentioned in New Testament times. But they're right there. H- how can they not be? I mean... Well, this is, this is, of course, a, a heavenly scene <laughs> that's being brought out. Uh, but their, their point is musical instruments were not mentioned in, in the worship that took place in New Testament times. Well, that's true. But at the same time, uh, church buildings are not mentioned in New Testament right, times because right. there weren't. They just met in people's homes or they met in some gathering place. Right. So that, to me, is not reason that you can't have musical instruments in well, worship. And that's the battle we have in church all the time is it's going to be what the, the culture wants and, and, and help them to find Jesus through their culture or is it the culture of the Bible and the original church that gets to have, uh, and I don't mean the last word, but we, we'll go over this a lot here in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. Well, things have changed dramatically since the time of the early church, and and we need to know what changes are good and what changes are not so good. But uh... Well, and again, we uh, love to hear your voice. Uh, it's uh, Mac, M-A-C, at M-C, or I'm sorry. It's Mac, M-A-C, at The View from a Pew, and we'd love to hear from you. Next couple weeks, it's all about music and all about worshiping God. I want to thank the good folks, of course, at DivineTruthChristianStore.com. Anywhere in the world, you can order from Divine Truth Christian Store, and that's DivineTruthChristianStore.com. 84th and Harrison here in Omaha on your keyboard in front of you. Divine Truth Christian Store. Where you'll find more